and welcome to the Vlogging Pod. Tonight we are joined by author Sherry Nichols. Yay! <laughs> welcome, Thank Sherry, you so to the much room. Thank for having me. <laughs> I'm thrilled to be here. Well, awesome. I am glad to have you on. Um, let me start this down here. We're going to start our timer. We do a 20-minute podcast, so if you hear a beep, that would be me, okay? <laughs> if we go over, it's okay, Sherry, so don't feel, don't feel any kind of pressure on that. Okay, good, because I'm warning you, I'm very long-winded. Oh, that's <laughs> fine. I love that, because that takes a lot of pressure off me. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, well, well let's, let's start off right talking about your sprint writing. I was like, wow. And so tell me how that all yeah. exists for you. Yeah, you know, I had heard about so many authors doing the sprint writing with the egg timer and I just never did it. I thought that's, you know, that's not going to work for me. And I was even invited to write with some other authors and do the timers. And then I, one day, literally started doing it and it, it really changed the entire way I write. Um, in fact, right now I'm on my edits and they're not going as fast as I would like. And I'm looking at myself going, what am I doing? And now I realize, wait a minute, I'm not using the timer. So the timer is so important because it forces you to write as much as you can, as fast as you can in that 30 minutes. You cannot take a phone call. Although, of course, if the kids call, you're going to stop. You cannot <laughs> right. check your social media, right? And the right. kids don't live at home anymore. So when the kids call, you know, you have to drop everything. Um, yes. And so, you know, it forces you not to look at no distractions. You can't look at your social media. You can't text with your friends. You know, you can't get up and go get a snack. You, you wait until that timer goes off and you push yourself and you get more, more done. I'm not, you know, I'm not so much a word count person and I really truly admire the author's you know, like I was listening to Marie Force on um, the self-publishing podcast, as well as listening to your podcast, ah. uh, which I've been so enjoying. And she is, this this woman is incredible. She, I don't know if she does friends per se, but what she does do is she just has a writing goal of, you know, 7,000 words a day, wow. which that to me is very over. I know. Can you imagine? No, I, I can't. <laughs> right, right. I know. It's, it's, that to me sounds overwhelming. I just try to do my 30-minute sprints. And sometimes the 30-minute, in that 30-minute, I get a real lot done. Sometimes maybe it's just a paragraph I get done because I'm copying, I'm pasting it, I'm saying the words out loud, I'm trying to figure out if they make sense. And you know, it's, it's sort of just the way it goes. Wow. I, I'll be honest with you. Um, my goals to writing are very low. 
And this, <laughs> this is so bad, but um, without giving any details, you probably know what I'm talking to about, but I've been watching the trial and I really haven't done much writing the last couple of weeks. So I am so behind. But when I do, I set my goals so low so that when I go over them, I'm like, dang, look what I did. You know what I mean? So awesome. <laughs> yes, because if yeah. I... I figure if I do, I set my goal so low, like 300 words. So if I do 1,500, mm -hmm. I'm like, yes, I am on ball today, <laughs> you know? Oh. <laughs> so I understand yeah, what you know, you're saying. It, Go yeah, ahead. And, and I think it's, it's very easy, you know, to compare yourself to other authors, to other writers, which I do all the time. Um, and, you know, there's so many of these NaNoWriMo's and... I've never done one because I feel so competitive. Like I'm, I'm going to, I don't, I shouldn't say I feel competitive. I feel the opposite of competitive. I, I sort of feel overwhelmed by it. Like, oh my gosh, how do I compete? You know, so I just, I just watch from the sidelines, but do my own thing. If that right. Happens. Well, my, um, my adopted daughter, um, I just love her so much. She's actually my executive Aww. assistant, and she she keeps me so much on track. And I was like, you know, I know we've got goals, but <laughs> can we take just a smidgen of break? Because, you know, I've been watching this trial stuff, and I've been addicted. I've been really bad this couple last couple weeks. Yeah. Um, so tell me how your character creations differ or mm -hmm. share similarity to the world you create, um, you know what I mean, the world around your characters. Tell me the similarities and the difference of keratin, correct, keratin, I'm sorry, tongue-tied, character mm -hmm. creating to world crea creating. Tell me the difference for yourself and the similarities, mm. if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> Was that a little too much? <laughs> Oh, no, it's great because I think so many authors feel like, is this book plot bit more plot heavy or is it more character heavy? And for me, sometimes my story is driven by the plot and sometimes my story is driven solely by the character. Certainly, it's great to have a combination. I'll give you an example and I hope it answers your question okay. in terms of the character's uh, getting created to support the world. Okay. And actually, actually, the way you just word that, your character supporting your world, that is ingenious. That is a very good sentence. Oh, that is. You. That's thank very you. good. I like that. I might use that in the next question. <laughs> that's good. Please feel free to in book two of my Raven Hollow Coven series, Midnight Temptation, my world is a paranormal world, which is very similar to True Blood, if there are True Blood fans out there, where you have magical beings, supernatural supernaturals, that coexist with humans. And everybody is out. Everybody knows about it. It's not like Harry Potter where they're hidden. And it, they live in a magical town called Raven's Hollow, which is really uh, Hoboken, New Jersey. And there's all kinds of very interesting, magical things that happen there. And funny enough, 
Um, I don't know if you've ever been to Hoboken, but it's a very urban setting. It's a perfect setting for an urban fantasy series. And I literally did a tour with a girlfriend who lives there. And I said, okay, I need a hotel. I, she took me to the W. This is all within five minutes of her apartment. I said, I need, you know, a coffee shop there. We went to the Starbucks. I need an area where the hero and heroine jog, Frank Sinatra Boulevard. I need an area where they're going to find a dead body, the grassy knoll behind Frank Sinatra Boulevard. And then she says, I want to take you someplace else. It's called Sybil's Cave. And there's literally in the middle of Frank Sinatra Boulevard, there in this city dwelling, there is these Gothic caves. It is the creepiest thing you've ever seen. And so I incorporated that in book two. Um, and then it just sort of grew from there. In terms of how the characters relate to the world in another way, in another example, my, and I, and I, I sort of wrote this out to remind myself, my hero in book two is based on my grandfather. And I know oh. that's kind of a weird Yes, not in a creepy, weird, sexual <laughs> way. Right, I got you, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> um, so my grandfather was forced out of Europe oh. because he uh, woke up from his funeral. He was pronounced dead. He woke up from his funeral and emerged from his coffin, and he had to escape. And I'm not going to say he was accused of being a vampire, but... I do know that he had to take on his mother's maiden name to escape from Wait, 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 wait. This actually yeah. happened to your grandfather? This happened to my grandfather. Holy yes. freaking oid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you see why I'm a paranormal writer? Does that yes. You? <laughs> well, you had me when you said true blood, because I have I have that series oh. and I have the Suki stack has all the books. I'm just saying. Those mm. And I have the audibles. So I'm just good. putting that out there. When I like something, I buy all yeah. of it. <laughs> you gotta go for it. That's, yes. That's yes. So, wow. I'm sorry. Did I interrupt that story when you were saying? No. Okay. That's, um, to that's totally fine. Feel free to interrupt at any moment. Um, what happened was there was, you know, a cousin that was a witness to this happening and she passed the story down. So it gave me the idea, what if, what if there was a man who was accused of being a vampire? Because, you know, back in the days of the 17, late 1700s, people were being accused of vampirism. They were coming down with these very rare diseases um, there was a disease that was called, if I, if I mispronounce it, it's, it's called polyphoria. And okay. it's basically when people's gums would recede, they were uh, very sensitive to sunlight, and eventually they would be pronounced dead. They would then emerge from these shallow graves. And they okay, would come wait, back wait, wait. Is villages. this what your grandfather had? My, we don't know what my grandfather had. We've asked, you know, around. We just know that he was pronounced dead. And he was, you know, they didn't embalm the bodies. He was just, you know, put into a coffin. And thank God, in a shallow grave. And oh, he managed wow. to get out. 
You know, I used to hear this thing where they would attach um, a string yeah. to a string to the mm -hmm. dead body and bury them, and the string would be attached to mm -hmm. a bell. I used to hear about that. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, mm -hmm. really? Isn't that crazy? Oh my yes, goodness! Yes. They say he rang a bell. That it, I I have chills that you just said that. Wow. <laughs> well, I have I've had that come up in a few books that I've read, um, and I won't mm -hmm. go into detail since we're talking about use, but I have had reference to that, and I've heard it in, um, I think the History Channel had something on that, that, that they, oh, they had done yes. that at one time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. That is so, that just sends chills all over me. That's so creepy. Oh, my gosh. So give me more yeah. details. So, Tell me a little more. Sure. So, you know, it gave he, my grandfather died before I was born. And again, I am taking poetic license with the part about him being accused of a vampire. That is strictly um, me making up a tale in my head. I just right. know the part, you know, um, about him, his, his escape. But, you know, back in the day, as I said, you know, they didn't have stethoscopes. So people were pronounced dead and the villagers were terrified of them and they were accusing them of being vampires and you know they would come search them out and they would kill them with stakes and they would this is how you know the staking the vampire they would stake them in their grave so that they couldn't get out so their bodies couldn't get out and that's also where headstones come from wow. so um you really yeah. did your research on those I did, and I and I really enjoyed it. And so I got the idea: what if my, what if this happened to my hero? What if he had been accused of being a vampire? If the same thing happened to him that happened to my grandfather, where he awoke from his funeral, he came back to his village, and the villagers came after him and his family, accusing him of being a vampire. And so while he was trying to save his family. What if the only way to do that was to actually become a vampire? Mm. So that, without giving too much away, he is actually confronted by a real vampire that says, like, I know what's happened to you and I can save your family, but you have to, you have to let me turn you. So that was a very long-winded <laughs> well you know that kind of led into my um next question because what i was going to ask was for you to familiarize us with the raven hollow coven series so that actually led in really great um okay. and i re i do believe now let me know if i'm incorrect on this i think you have a book coming out in july this july right and that is the third book in the raven hollows coven series am i correct yes awesome. yes yes indeed you're correct and they but unfortunately the publisher changed the date to october i ah. just found out about that this week which is fine because it's close to halloween so i'm okay with that um they just told me. And then I have the fourth book, which is a novella coming out around Valentine's Day. Wonderful. Now, I'm going to ask, because, and I simply ask, no oh. pressure, just because I love audibles. Yeah. Are any of your books in audibles form yet? Not yet. Not but yet. my okay. publisher, City Owl Press, 
does have an agent that works with Audible. Nice. And so I was, yes, I was told that they are looking at all of my books. Nice. So all right. I'm told they did get my books onto the Kiss app. They did get my books onto the Fictum app, which is part of TikTok. Nice. So I'm really, yeah, I'm really hoping um, that they that they do this. They also have like a movie, uh, a film, uh, and TV agent. So, which is kind of crazy. So we all had to, all the authors had to, I don't know if I should even be telling you this, okay, why not? <laughs> we all had to submit, you know, high concept blurbs, you know, nice. practical magic meets charmed or, nice. you know, a TV series and a movie. So, well, uh, if I did you, do that for the series. If you start to go in that direction, please let me know. Um, just yeah. because we're talking about that, um, we are actually, um, reaching out more. Um, usually I have authors on the program and that's because that's rather, rather in my circle because I am an author myself. Mm-hmm. However, I'm very excited yeah. the next couple of months, we are going to have some actors, some screenwriters and producers for some movies on our program. So I'm extremely excited. Yeah. So if you go in that direction, please, 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 mm. please hook me up with, cause I'd love to have you back on going toward that venture. Okay. Mm. Thank you, and I hope you'll have me back on if it well, doesn't yes. uh, pan out in this. Well, sure I will. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you let me know anytime, and we will we'll work something out, I promise, okay? So let's talk about um, urban fantasy and paranormal mm-hmm. romance sprinkled with suspense. Why the mix? What appealed to you through the genres? So, you know, I think the first book in the series, again, and that was a what if question that came to me. Mm-hmm. I read an article about a real life serial killer from London Ooh. who had a Jack the Ripper-esque type of moniker, if you will. He went after prostitutes. He was young, he was good looking, he was a grad student, and he killed them in the most heinous way with a crossbow, and then, I know this is horrific, he cannibalized them. So I thought, what if I set that in a magical world, and instead of the killer being human, I made him a supernatural creature. What if instead of going after prostitutes, he goes after witches, and when he cannibalizes them, what if he absorbs their power and becomes stronger? Nice. So, So... um, the suspense sort of is intertwined with the magical world. All three books um, have different creatures, witches, demons, fae, now, vampires, of course. I got to ask you, are you a Charmed fan? The the old oh, generation. No. The old generation. The old generation. Yes. Obsessed. Yes. Loved oh, my it. God. Me, it, too. Me, too. Oh, <laughs> Me too. Oh, girl. Oh I'm like, I'm listening to what you're telling me your books are like. And I'm like, uh-huh. This girl is so on my on my level. I get you. I totally get you. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Because, you know, Willow, she's my heroine in book one. Uh-huh. She is based on Phoebe. Not 100%, but 
She is inspired by Phoebe from Charmed. She nice. is a kick-ass. She has premonitions. She's empathic. She's psychic. <laughs> All of that. <laughs> nice. Now that really makes me want to dive deeper into your series. Um, so oh let me goodness. let me ask you this. Uh, small press, okay. indie, mm -hmm. large press companies. Which of these define your current success what success are we talking about oh your success <laughs> in your books come on I, you you really know how to I write and i know it. you have a huge following so tell me which which yes, which yes, do yes. i appreciate everybody oh you deserve it sweetheart you do it so tell me which Thanks. which define your current success you know i i have to be honest i've uh, i in the beginning i you know, submitted to every large publisher, every agent you could think of, and everyone, you know, just sort of rejected me. In fact, at one conference, I had an agent telling me, this book is never going to sell. It will never sell. So, like, what are you doing wasting your time? And I was like, okay. And I just, I wouldn't go. And I ended up selling that first book to uh, a now defunct publisher, Allura's Cave, if you remember Allura's uh -huh. Cave, if right. you've been around as long as I have. I've been um, around. I've been around. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you don't sound like it. So, Trust me. Um, I am going on yes. 50 this year, girl. I am going on 50. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, I beat you. I'm a couple of years old. Oh, so, I doubt it. You um, look pretty daggone good to me. <laughs> thank you, somebody. Oh, no, right thank back. you. Um, I, you know, I would, I would love to write for a traditional publisher. Um, to be totally honest, uh, I am going to graduate school in June. I'm going to Wilkes University for creative writing. I'm getting my nice. master's, and yeah, so I'm hoping, you know. Agents, if you're out there listening, I, I'm hoping to get an agent. I'm hoping to write for a traditional publisher, but I'm fine writing for a small press. I'm fine self-publishing. I'm I'm open to really doing anything that's going to tell the story that I right. need to tell. Well, you know what? Success is right on you and as it is. So I can't imagine, you know, I'm sure you could go farther, but you are doing really good as is as well. Our timer did go out, but I do have two questions. You willing to hang with me just a little bit longer? Absolutely. Okay. Um, so your books present great escapes from our natural, from our normal worlds. Tell us why mm -hmm. the magical makes the best escapes in reading. Hmm. You know, I I, I want to say I hearken it back to the Harry Potter days. Um, I think it just takes you out of your everyday when you can really believe that anything is possible. When my kids were growing up, I used to read them stories uh, and we had like a little routine. My daughter will still tell you about it. Uh, we got through the fifth book. We read all of the books where we would do, I mean, we did this until they were like middle school where that was our time where we would just kind of camp out in my room and no matter how, you know, bad the day was going or whatever problems they were having, you could just let yourself get into that world of magic and 
the open yourself to the possibilities of something beyond your imagination, right. beyond where you where you dream. And I think that I've I've always gravitated to that. I agree with you because when I first saw Harry Potter, the very first one, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so magical!" And I I I saw the movies mm-hmm. first because um. Uh, I saw the movies first, and then I gravitated toward the books. And then when I read the books, I was so I was so pulled in, especially the very last one. I read the passages. I don't want to give anything away for anyone who hasn't possibly read it, but there are some passages I read, and I just bawled, just bawled in the last book. And I'm sure you know what I mean. So yes, oh. I I could relive every Christmas. Actually, I do. I replay those movies every Christmas. I'm sorry, but I do. So as my last. I love them. I do too. My last question for you this evening is where do you see that you'll be in the coming years for your next series? Do you have Mm -hmm. a next great adventure you plan on going as far as series? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I do. Um, As much as uh, I, I love paranormal and I love magic, having said that, my next series is a contemporary and it's I've always wanted to yes I've always wanted to write something about best friends uh a takeoff on sex in the city I was also obsessed with that series I do love that series and I have all the DVDs if that dates me (laughs) (laughs) we are are of like mind yes we are (laughs) because I do have that series my gosh And I have all the movies, by the way. (laughs) Oh, I do too. And it's so funny because my daughter's in her 20s and she's watching it now with all of her friends. Oh my gosh. Which I think is so great. Yes. Because it stands the test of time. And so, yes, I've, 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 I've made a three book, I've outlined, I should say, a three book series, three best friends navigating their love lives, their careers, and their friendships. And it all takes place in New York City, the big apple. Nice, nice. Well, let, I'll tell you what. When you start getting that venture on, come back on, because I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. I thank want to, I would love to come back well, on. wonderful. I'd love to have you back on. Um, thank you so much, thank Sherry, you. for being on our program tonight. Um, you were a pleasure. And I can see you. I, I know I'm probably going to end up being the stalker you'll be trying to get rid of, but I can see you as my next best friend. Name me a character in your new book. Yes. <laughs> I would love to. I, I, would, I would absolutely. She's going to have a great laugh. And she's going to be super fun and sweet. Oh, you're and sweet. Witty. You're too okay. kind. I'm joking, but thank you so much. I absolutely love you. Um, you. I'd like to thank our listeners once again for joining us. You truly make our show so much more enjoyable by being here with us on Wisdom. Facebook, we're recording live on all these, and especially Podbean, which is our home base. Um, Remember, if you'd like to be on our program, you can visit our website, sheshedstudios.net. We have a booking page. Um, We are pretty much booked up this year up until we have, I think we have a few openings for December, but not very many, just I think three. But I'd love to have you on. I mean, we can even plan a next year. If you've got a story to tell, I'd love you to come on. Um, it was a great night. Um, thank you again, Sherry. Um, bye-bye for now, everyone. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. Bye-bye thank for now. You.